That's it. Let's give it unto the Lord. Amen. We ought to just give you thanks right now. Praise God. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Come on, we can do a little bit better than that. I know some of us are tired, been working all day. Come on, God wants to refresh you before we leave here. God wants to refresh your spirit before we leave here. Tired mama that's been dealing with kids all day long. God wants to refresh you. Refresh your faith. This is the walk of faith we're in. Amen. Y'all believe that around here. Believe that. It's a walk of faith. God made it easy on us. He said, you just believe, I'll take care of the rest. I'm glad he made it simple, Brother Craig. Just believe in me. Lord told the disciples, he said, had faith in God. For verily I say unto thee, whosoever shall say to the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, shall believe those things he saith shall come to pass, said he shall have whatsoever that he saith. But he started off before all that. He said, have faith. Have faith. Look at your neighbors. Say, have faith. Have faith in God. True faith involves faithfulness. You can't say that you have faith if you're not faithful. It's easy to have faith when everything's going good, but when everything's going wrong, you're at a place where you don't understand when your faith is being tested. Anybody ever been there? My faith has been tested. It's been tried. And I know it will again and again and again. I've just come to accept it. It's a part of living for God. Your faith is going to be tried. To proven. Praise God. Very humbled. I'm honored to be here. I, the pastor said a minute ago, it's so good to see the bishop and his wife here feeling better. We have a prayer answering God. Amen. Prayer answering God. He hears us when we pray. This is a praying church. I know that I'm among praying people. Don't just talk about prayer. Don't just preach on prayer. But y'all really pray. Amen. Prayer is a, it can be a tough job. Takes faith to pray. You know what you say when you don't pray? You're telling God, I got this figured out, I got it under control, and I don't need your help. That's what prayerlessness says. I'm thankful to be among praying people, God's people. There's no greater 
people on the face of this earth than God's people. Body of Christ, we need one another. We need one another. I need you. For some reason, you need me. We need each other. Look at your neighbor. Say, I need you. I need you to be faithful. Praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Feel I've heard from the Lord for tonight. You've know I've been here and preached behind this pulpit many times, and I talk about faith a lot. Because to me, my simple mind, that is the key ingredient to living victorious for Jesus Christ. It's faith. It's faith. If you have your Bibles tonight, if you turn to the book of Ruth, chapter 1, be reading verse 1 through 6, then I'll turn to verse 10 through 18. Do want to give honor tonight to Brother and Sister Vasquez, the bishop, and his wife. Could you give them a hand clap? Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. A lot of scripture, but I feel led to read. Just stay with me for a minute. If you're there, say amen. Book of Ruth, chapter 1, says, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi. name Naomi means joy. Keep that in mind. Joy. In the name of his two sons, Mahon and Chilion, Euphrates of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of one was Orpah. And the name of other, of the other was Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Mahon and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Verse 6, then she arose with her daughter-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. She heard in Moab, God can speak to you no matter where you are. In a heathen country, God got a hold of Naomi and said, I have visited my people. In Judah. Verse 10 
And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. This is her daughter-in-law speaking here. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? She said, Turn again, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight and should also bear sons, would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay with them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me too much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and they wept again and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. And when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, She was steadfastly minded. She refused to turn back. She saw she was steadfastly minded to go with her. Then she left speaking unto her. And I want to preach from this title, I'm Holding On to Faith. I'm Holding On to faith. Am I going to hold on tonight? I believe that the Lord is going to do a mighty work in here before we leave out of these doors. Would you lift your hands all across the house? Would you lift your voice? Could you talk to the Lord just for a second? Come on, if you got the Holy Ghost right now, I want us to create an atmosphere of prayer. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word tonight. It's forever settled in heaven. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that I feel in this place. God, I speak it upon every heart and mind. God, I pray for your anointing to be upon me, that you would help me. God, bring things to my remembrance, Lord. Give me clarity. Let me say only what you want said and nothing more. I release the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation tonight, that your body would be edified and encouraged before we leave. Confirm your word with signs following. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask all these things. Could you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? That's it. Let's just give it unto the Lord for just a minute. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we praise you. Father, we love you tonight. God, we thank you for meeting us here. Thank you, 
Praise to the living God. Praise to the living God. Amen. You may be seated tonight in Jesus' name. If you're going to preach with me for a minute, say amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I'm holding on to faith. In the book of Ephesians, Paul gives us specific directions of what is needed to live a victorious life in Jesus Christ. Beginning in verse 6, beginning in chapter 6, he tells us we must apply the whole armor of God if we are to withstand the wiles of the devil. In order to stand, this spiritual armor must not be applied once but daily. And beginning in verse 10, he commands us, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Paul is letting you and I know that the battle is not against flesh and blood tonight. The battle is not against your neighbor, but it's a spiritual war that you are involved in. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. You got to recognize who the real enemy is. Your fight ain't against your brother, and your fight ain't against your sister, but your fight is against the adversary. Your fight is against the imps and all the demons, friend in hell. We got to recognize today the devices of the enemy. We can't be ignorant of what he's coming at us with. Though he might use somebody to come against you, you got to see the spirit that you're in war with. Friend, you got to pick up your spiritual armor. You got to apply the spiritual armor today if you're going to stand in the hour in which we live because it's a rough hour that we're living in. It's a dark hour that we're living in, but there's still revival that's taking place. There's still a light that is shining in the midst of the darkness. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hid in Bethlehem Church. I want to tell you tonight that you're a light that is shining in a dark place. As I went through the God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. As I went through the bank the other day, the teller right there said, I've been watching y'all services online, and it looks like God is doing a great work. And I'm telling you, this woman wasn't apostolic, but God was ministering to her right through the device that she was watching on. Friend, you're a light that's shining in a dark place. And if you ain't engaged in the battle, if you ain't fighting the war that we're in, the Bible says fight the good fight of faith. Some of us need to step out. Some of us need to grab our armor. Some of us need to gird ourselves with the belt of truth. We need to put on the breastplate of righteousness. We need to shot our feet with the gospel of peace. And we need to take hold of the shield of faith. I'm telling you, you got to take hold of the shield of faith. Every piece of armor that the apostle Paul told us. He said, I want you to put it on. He said, but I want you to hold on to faith. That's what I come to preach to you tonight.
tonight, friend. You got to hang on to the faith that you have. You got to contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and then uh, to the Greek. Friend, you wear every other piece of armor, but Paul said, I want you to take hold of the shield of faith that you might be able to take on all the fiery darts of the wicked. I'm going to tell you what the darts that are being shot at God's people are. The darts are darts of unbelief. They're darts of doubt. Friend, they're darts that make you not believe the written word of God. And whenever you don't hold on to faith, friend, these darts will begin to penetrate you. And whenever they get inside your heart, fear will begin to set in. And you'll begin to look around at everything that you're going through, the storm that you might be in, the battle that you might be facing. Instead of walking by faith, friend, you'll begin to let fear grip you. I feel it so strong in my spirit. In this day and hour, you cannot allow fear to get in your life. I know I talked about it the other day, but it's the opposite of faith. And I'm going to tell you what faith will do today. Faith will take you through the lowest valley. Faith will allow you to climb up the upside of a rough mountain. Faith will cause you to stare the adversary in the face and say, I'm not backing up because I'm walking by faith. Then they used to sing an old song, walking by faith. And I think we need to get it down in our spirit, the simplicity of that song and the simplicity of this message. Friend, it is a walk of faith that you are involved in. Your faith is going to be tried. Your faith is going to be tested. But it's not to destroy you. It's only to prove you. The Lord told Jehovah, oh my God, the Lord told Peter in Luke 22, he said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desired to have you that he may sift you as weed. He said, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. He said, you're going to go through some things, Peter. You're going to fall flat on your face. You're going to deny me. But whenever that takes place in your life, don't allow your faith to fail. I'm holding on to faith. I said I'm holding on to faith tonight. I'm hanging on to faith. Yeah, the Lord told us you got to hang on to it. You got to hang on to faith tonight because the adversary, the Bible says in John 10 and 10, has come to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy your faith because he knows that Hebrews 11 and 6. How many of you know the Bible? The devil knows God's word. The devil knows what the word of God says. And Hebrews 11 and 6 tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please him. He that cometh unto him must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. This ain't a one-time thing. It's a day-after-day walk. God ain't worried about your gifts. He ain't worried about your titles. He's worried about your faithfulness. Are you going to remain faithful? Because when we read 
In Hebrews chapter 11, friend, it was all about the faithfulness that those patriarchs had. Friend, and if I had a chance to be listed, Bishop Wilson, I'd want to be there. I'd want my name wrote. Hey, he was faithful. He kept living for me. He did the best that he could. Even when the enemy come against him, even when all hell broke out in his life, he held on to faith. He held on to my word. That's why when the word is preached, Brother Austin, your faith ought to be increased. Your faith ought to rise. It says we go from faith to faith. And your faith is increased by facing something that causes you to exercise your faith. Woo! Something that causes you to hold on to your faith. When something's trying to rip it from your hand. I remember old Merle Ewing preached that message. You tie a knot in the end of the rope, brother, and you just hang on. And I've been there at times, friend, when I felt like I was at the very end and I was about to turn loose, but I reached with everything that I had and I tied a knot and I said, I'm hanging on. Does anybody feel that way tonight? I'm hanging on to faith. Hey, my kids are coming home because I'm hanging on to faith. My body's going to be healed because I'm hanging on to faith. Woo! I'm hanging on to faith tonight. I'm not turning it loose. I'm not letting go. They can tug and they can pull all that they want to. Enemy can try to pull me every way that he wants to. Friend, but I'll tie that old bowling knot right down there in the end, and there ain't nothing that's going to break that knot. Somebody's got to hear me right now. You're in the middle of a battle. You're in the middle of a storm, and the enemy's in your ear, and he's telling you, why don't you just quit? Why don't you just turn and go? Why don't you just turn and go back? It was easier when you was living for me. I'm telling you, the devil is a lie tonight. You better hang on to your faith. Friend, you got to get persuaded. You got to get convicted in this thing. Hey, I trust in God. I know it don't look good right now. I know it don't feel good. But I'm hanging on to faith. Why don't somebody stand to their feet right now and declare that at the top of their voice? I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on to faith. Come on, somebody say it. Come on, on a Wednesday night, would you let the devil know I'm hanging on to faith? Come on, somebody. We ain't going no further till I feel like I got everybody's attention. I'm hanging on to faith. Some of you making it more to it than it is. Friend, I'm walking by faith. I'm hanging on to faith. It ain't about what I see. It's all about what I know. And I know that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I'm walking by faith tonight. Faith is remaining faithful when you don't understand Faith is remaining faithful. Just like old Job, when everything was tore from his life, he looked up and said, Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. 
faith is remaining faithful when you don't agree with what God is doing and whatever he is allowing to take place. Friend, that's when you see how faithful that you really are. When you get in a pain of rock and a hard place and things become hard in your life and you get a little bit weary and you let depression begin to sink in. Oh, I know what I'm preaching to tonight, friend. I've been right there where you're at. I understand what it's like to be in a low place. But whenever you find yourself way down there at the bottom, God already knew that it was going to happen. And just like he prayed for Peter's faith not to fail, Jesus Christ, the great intercessor, is up there praying for your He's up there praying for your faith right now. And he said, hey, it don't matter if they fall. Just don't let their faith fail. Just let them get back up. God, let them keep walking. Let them keep heading in the right direction. Does anybody feel that way tonight? Friend, even if you fail, Peter denied God. He did the wrong thing, but he didn't quit. He didn't let it stop him. He still had a message to preach. God still had a call on his life. He hung on. He hung on tonight to his faith. Woo! He hung on to his faith. Well, the Bible says sometimes that's all that we have. It's just faith. Faith, faith, just a little bit of faith. Just a little bit of faith will carry you a long way. I said, just a little bit of faith. You ain't got to have great faith. The Bible says that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. You and I have been given faith tonight. You're not sitting in here because you don't have no faith. You've came to the house of God, and you might have walked in here with mustard seed faith, but the Bible says that mustard seed faith will move a mountain today. I said mustard, whoa, mustard seed faith will cause the mountain that's standing in front of you to be thrown into the sea. Friend, I'm telling you, what you got is enough to live for God. The faith that you got is enough to make it through. Tap your neighbor on the shoulder right now and say, you got what it takes. You got enough faith. It might be a little bit of faith. It might not feel like a whole lot. You might not have faith like the pastor, but God gave you enough faith to live for in faith. To live for him faithfully, to not turn around, to not go the opposite direction, but to keep moving forward in Jesus' name. Woo! More than enough, Pastor. Little bit of faith tonight. Going long ways in God's kingdom. Because we're walking by faith, we are not walking by sight. And he is a rewarder to them who diligently seek him. He is a rewarder to those who are faithful. I said it at the beginning, our faith will be tried. Our faith will be tested. But as long as you hold on and you don't turn loose, you will come out on the other side stronger and more blessed than you were before. James 1 and 2 says, count it all joy. I wish somebody would get that down. 
count it count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patient but let patience have a perfect word that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing he said if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God who giveth all men liberally and abradeth not and it shall be given him he said but let him ask in faith nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed he said let not that man think he shall receive anything from God somebody in the middle of a trial ought to stand up and say I count it all joy yeah weeping may endure for the night but joy cometh in the morning joy cometh in the morning you might be in a night season but it ain't gonna last forever you might be in a dark place but it ain't gonna last forever joy is coming back in your life for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink but righteousness peace and joy 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 in the Holy Ghost somebody ought to step out of the aisle right now and say I got the joy of the Lord I'm telling you I woke up with it this morning this is when I woke up out of the bed I looked over my wife and I said I got the joy 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 I got the joy 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 I got the joy of the Lord in my spirit and when I walked out of that motel I was walking with my chin held high that don't mean that I ain't fighting hell that don't mean I ain't got no problems but there's something supernatural on the inside of you and there's something supernatural on the inside of me and it produces joy Friend, you are to walk in joy you are to have joy today because of the Holy Ghost Woo! you are to walk by faith today trusting and believing in your God Woo! Hold on to faith to that. I'm holding on to faith. I don't know when it's going to happen, baby, but I'm holding on to faith. I don't know when God's going to fulfill his word, but I'm holding on to faith. I don't know when he's going to show up and kick the devil right there in the face, but I know that he's going to do it. And I know he's going to show up right on time. He ain't going to be a minute early, brother, and he ain't going to be a minute late. Just like I said the other day, he's an on-time God. All you got to do is hold on to faith until he gets there. Come on, somebody. He ain't never left you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Say, I'm holding on to faith. I'm persuaded tonight. I'm persuaded that my faith in him is enough. When old Ruth, whenever all hell broke out in her life, whenever her husband died, her father-in-law died, brother-in-law died. I went to reading through that chapter, Brother Vasquez, and I never seen one time that the Lord told Elimelech to go to Moab. I couldn't find it in there. I read it over and over and over. I said, I got to be missing something. But I never seen one time that that man was instructed to go to Moab. And I'm going to tell you, whenever you go in a direction that God don't want you to go, you step out of the covering of his wings. You step out of the refuge that you're protected by, friend. And whenever Elimelech, you know why he moved? Because there was famine in Judah. And 
And sometimes in our walk with God, we go through dry places. We go through times and we feel like we ain't going to make it. Unless we're instructed, you better stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Because I'm going to tell you what happened with Elimelech. He stayed a little bit too long in Moab. He stayed out there in Moab just a little bit too long. And it took his life, friend. It caused him to die in that place where God never intended for him to be. And not only did it leave him dead and in a grave, it left Naomi with all the joy with all the joy that she once had turned to bitterness because when some of you need to get out of Moab because when she got a word when she was there in Moab that God has visited his people in Bethlehem, Judah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, it's a word from God tonight. God had visited his people in Bethlehem, Judah. Friend, God has visited this church. Friend, and Judah means praise. So if you're out there in a dry place, if you're out there in a land called Moab, you need to make your way back to Judah tonight. You need to get to praising. You need to get to magnifying God. You need to start lifting up your voice. You need to give God glory right now. If you're tired of being in Moab, I got a word from God for you. Get Peter Judah. Get back to Bethlehem Judah because God invented his people and you get your belly full tonight. I said you can get your belly full tonight. Woo! Everything been ripped from Naomi. Everything been ripped from Ruth. But Ruth, whenever Orpah turned back, Ruth had it said in her mind, she was steadfastly minded to go with Naomi. It didn't matter where direction she headed, friend. She said, your God is going to be my God. Your people is going to be my people. Where you lay your head down, that's where I'm going to lay mine. That faith that she had found... The faith that she had found by meeting that woman, Naomi, had stirred something on the inside of her enough that when everything was ripped from her, she said, I'm cleaving to you. I'm hanging on to you. I'm not turning loose of you. You got to hear what I'm preaching to you tonight. Don't turn loose of your faith. It don't matter how God it looks over there in Moab. It don't matter if all your friends around you ain't having problems. The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. Then their time is coming and there's a difference between you and I. We got a God that's standing with us and we got to be like old Ruth. I'm hanging on to you. I don't know what's up ahead. I don't understand what's taking place. I don't know why all this had to happen, but I'm cleaving to you, Lord. I'm cleaving to you, Lord. I've got to hang on tonight. I think about what that woman must have felt 
whenever she began to live for God and she was serving the God of Naomi and all of a sudden a train wreck just hit her life. I'm going to tell you, I had a buddy, brother, he was, in, he was in prison and had a lot of bad things going on, did some bad stuff and he got out of the penitentiary and when he got out, I was sitting in my living room. Me and Sister Miller was living over on Gusher Road. I know y'all don't know where that's at, but that's where our old house was and the Lord spoke to me and he said, Stephen Eustace up at the car wash right now. I just said his name. I wish you could hear it. Stephen Eustace is up at the car wash right now. He said, I want you to go up there and minister to him. And I walked up there and got my truck and I went up to the car wash. And lo and behold, when I pulled in, there he was, wrenching off his truck. And I said, Stephen, I said, God told me you was going to be up here. I said, and God has been calling and been dealing with you ever since you was behind them bars. And big tears started rolling down his face. And he said, Philip, he said, every time that I would go to church, every time that I try to start doing right, every time that I would go to chapel when I was in there, he said, all hell would break out. He said, all kinds of problems that I wasn't dealing with, all of a sudden they'd begin to rise to the surface. And I began to explain to him, I said, Stephen, that's why, because hell is worried about you. Hell ain't worried about you whenever you're living for him, but you get hell on his heels. Hell gets a little bit worried. Hell gets scared when you begin to walk by faith. Nothing scares hell like a child of God who's walking by faith. Friend Ruth was walking by faith. She didn't know what was going to happen when she got there, but she knew what she had. She knew what she felt was real, and she said, I'm not willing to turn it loose for anybody or anything. I'm not going back to Moab. I'm not going back to Moab. I'm talking to somebody right now. You're thinking about turning around. You're thinking about going back. Friend, just hang on to faith tonight. Just hang on to faith. The little bit of faith that you have is enough. Walk with me, brother. The little bit of faith that you have is enough. You need to arm somebody up right now. You need to arm up your brother. You need to arm up your sister and say, I need you to bind together with me. You ain't walking in this thing by yourself. You got somebody beside you. You got somebody that's going to help you. Hey, we, we may I cut. If we'll just mix our faith right now, and you ought to mix your faith with somebody else's. The Bible says one will put a thousand to fly, and two will put ten thousand. If you're in the middle of a war right now, grab up your brother, grab up your sister, and say, we're holding on to faith, and this enemy that we've been facing is getting ready to scatter. The Bible says, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the inheritance. This is the inheritance tonight. Woo! Some of you just missed the opportunity. I said, grab your neighbor, and only about five of you did it. I'm telling you right now, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Spouse, you need to grab your spouse. Neighbor, you need to grab your brother right now, and you need to put that enemy on the run. You need to mix your faith with somebody right now. If all you got's a little bit of faith, friend, that's enough. If y'all are mixed faith, that's it. Come on, somebody. Oh, Naomi. Ruth told Naomi, she said, you ain't going by yourself. You ain't walking by yourself. 
Come on, I'm going with you, Naomi. I know it don't look good. I know that you're bitter. I know we don't understand what's taking place, but we're not in this thing by ourselves. We got a brother beside you. You got a daughter-in-law beside you, and we're going to make it to the other side. We headed back to Judah. We headed back where God feeds his people. Come on, you got to get out of Moab. That's why you need your brother. You need to drag him out of Moab right now and say, we're going to get to Judah. The front's open right now. I'm not done preaching, but I'm just telling you what I feel. Friend, you ought to grab your neighbor if they've been living in Moab, and you ought to dance them up here to the front. You ought to dance them up here to the front and say, hey, you ought to worship God all the way to the front and say, we get it to Judah right now. Come on. We got to get fooled tonight. God's visited his people in Bethlehem, Judah. God has visited his people in Bethlehem, Judah. And it ain't no time to turn around. It ain't no time to go the other direction. Come on, I know your faith is being fought. I know you're in a rough place. I know you hit a rocky patch, but just hold on to your faith. Come on. That's it, pray right now. That's all right, yeah, pray right now. Come on. Come on, Bethlehem. God has visited Bethlehem, Judah. God has visited this church, and he ain't left. He's here right now. What we've been feeling for the past few weeks, friend, God is just getting started. There's a harvest that we're in. We're in the middle of a harvest season, and Ruth didn't know that that's what she was walking to, but God already made a way. God already had it prepared. The harvest was waiting on her, and all she had to do was not turn around and go back. Grab a hold of her hand right now. Come on, I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost. I want you to pray. Brother Bobby, grab my hand right now. Pray with me right now, son. Pray with me right now. Come on, Ruth didn't know what was up ahead, but she never would have found out. She never would have seen the harvest that she was stepping into if she'd have turned around and went the other direction. We can go back, and we can just go back to business as usual. We can go back to just same old, same thing, Sunday morning, Sunday night, come in and get a blessing and walk out the door, or we can step into what God has called us to do. I'm going to tell you why Ruth and Naomi stepped into the harvest because they had a word from God and I'm prophesying to you right now Brother Vasquez, this is harvest time. We've seen it. It's not time to go back. It's not time to turn around to business as usual but there's a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost that God has begun in this region. Friend, don't turn back and go to Moab. Come on, lift up your voice in here.
Kayala Barakasatayan de la Bahaya. I'm hanging on to faith. Come on, I know how easy it is to turn loose whenever things get bad. Whenever things start taking place you don't like and you don't understand. I understand how easy it is to go back to Moab, but it was why Naomi and Elimelech was in Moab that God visited Bethlehem, Judah. It was whenever they was out there in a heathen country that God was visiting Bethlehem and feeding his people. Friend, if you need to be fed tonight, the goodness of the Lord has laid a table before you in the presence of your enemy. Come and dine, I said. Come and dine. Come and dine, the master calleth. Come and dine. Come on, give him praise right now. Pray right now. God inhabits the praises of his people. God inhabits the praises of his people. That's why you can't leave Judah and go to Moab. Woo! The presence of the Lord ain't out there in Moab. The presence of the Lord is in Bethlehem, Judah. Because he inhabits the praises tonight. Come on, there's core people in this church. There's members of this church and you're living spiritually in Moab and God's desiring you to make your way back to Judah. God's desiring you to make your way back to Judah. This is a time of visitation. The time of visitation is here and you'll miss it if you stay where you're at. You got to hold on to the faith. Come on, I'm holding on to faith. I'm holding on to faith, Brother Craig. Come on, you might be a visitor that came in here and you're living out in the world. You're living out there in sin. You're living out there in a place where God don't desire for you to be. Come on. You've stepped into a harvest. You've stepped into a harvest tonight. All you got to do is begin to glean from this field. All you got to begin to do is go to picking up the sheaves. There's handful of purpose that God has laid out and he's made it available to you.
That's it, brother. Come on. That's the Holy Ghost. Go ahead. Come on. That's the Holy Ghost. Go ahead. Come on, that's the Holy Ghost, brother. Come on, that's the Holy Ghost. If you're in this place tonight, you need the Holy Ghost. Come on, God will fill you right now. You ain't got to leave out of here living in Moab. And she said, come on, they're getting the Holy Ghost around here right now. People's being delivered right now. Come on. Ruth said, I'm holding on to my faith. I'm holding on to my faith. I'm not turning it loose for nobody. It don't matter who turns around and goes back. I'm moving forward. I'm hanging on by faith tonight. By faith tonight. Sister, I want to pray for you, okay? I'm not going to holler at you. I just want to pray for you. I want everybody to lift your hands right now. I want you to just stretch them towards this young lady. And we're going to pray. We're going to let her know we're behind her, okay? We're behind her. Come on, you don't have to leave out of here living in Moab tonight. Come on, I got a, I got 2,000 more words on that notepad, but God, that, God, I've said what God wanted me to say. I've said what God wanted me to say. You don't have to stay there. Ruth didn't know what was ahead of her, but she said, I'm not turning loose of Naomi. I'm not turning loose of her. And because when she chose to follow Naomi back to Bethlehem, Judah, where the presence of the Lord was, God had already ordained a plan for the blessings of God to fall in Ruth's life. Because she didn't turn around and go back, she held on. When Ruth got there, she she ran and she was she was introduced to a man by the name of Boaz, and she began to glean in, in his in her his field. And when Boaz seen her, Boaz had already heard everything that she had done for Naomi. You see, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. When you sow good things, good things are going to come your way. 
When you're kind to people, kindness is going to come your way. When you love people, love is going to come your way. When you give, people are going to give to you. It's the law of the kingdom. That's why Paul wrote Galatians 6 and 9. He said, do not be weary in well-doing. He said, for in due season you'll reap if you faint not. Because Ruth hung on. The blessings of the Lord was in front of her. The blessings of the Lord was in her future. She'd been stripped. Everything taken. But she said, your God is going to be my God. And she began to glean in the field of Boaz, which is a type of Christ, our kinsman redeemer. And he told the handmaidens, he said, I, I want you to throw handfuls of purpose out on the ground. And I want you to make sure that there's extra left for Ruth because all that she's done for Naomi. Jesus said, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you came and seen me. He said, whatever you've done to the least of these, you've done unto me. See, God just don't overlook the good deeds that you do. Because of the faith, your real faith will cause these things to come out of you. Go ahead, sister. Come on, don't be afraid to let the Lord use you tonight if God's dealing with you. God has already spoke to somebody, gave you the interpretation. You just release it. Let God use you tonight.
the time of your visitation is now. Call upon me while I'm near. For I will answer thee. Show thee great and mighty things thou knowest not. The harvest is plentiful. And I will fill this assembly. My name shall be glorified, and my name shall be known. For the multitude will come to thee. Lift your hands right now, receive that word from the Lord. Come on, I, come on, we need to pray right now, church. We'll finish this message if the Lord allows me on Sunday, but I'm telling you what the Lord wants right now. God wants us to receive this. Hold it on to faith. Come on, they're coming. We've already, we've, we've seen the beginning of what God desires to do. Your pastor prophesied that the harvest was taking place. Come on, he spoke this fog. This is the beginning of the harvest right now, what we've been seeing. God said the multitudes are coming. I see multitudes of different ethnicities walking through those back doors right now. I want you to hear what I'm prophesying to you right now. I see multitudes of different ethnicities walking through those back doors right now. I prophesy it will look like heaven in this congregation. I speak it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God said, because you have a heart as my heart, and you have eyes as my eyes, and whenever you look, you do not see color, but you see a soul. Come on, the Holy Ghost is talking right now. Come on, keep praying in here. Keep praying. Sister, lift your hands. Yeah. Sister, you have stood firm. You have stood firm. And you have not backed up. Things have not been perfect around you. Nor have you been perfect, but God wanted me to tell you that I am pleased with you. The enemy's been in your ear, and he's told you, contrary to what I'm speaking, those exact words, but God wanted me to tell you that I am pleased. Also, God is fitting to give you direction. God is, God is fitting to give you direction. Yeah, you've been praying about a situation. God is fitting to give you clarity. 
on the direction that you should go. When everybody counted you out, God picked you up. Yeah. God, I speak he healing to the soul, the emotional state of my sister. God, I speak healing right now to the mind, the will, and the emotions. God, I speak healing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hey, I want everybody praying right now. This ain't a one-man show. Create an atmosphere for the Holy Ghost to move. God touched Brother Bobby tonight. That's it, I'm holding on to faith, brother. I'm holding on to faith. God's faithful. God's faithful. Brother, you don't know what it did for me when I walked in here and I seen you sitting in that pew that first Wednesday I was here. You don't know what it did for my spirit when I seen you sitting there. Come on, he's never going to let you down. He's faithful. He's faithful. God, give us a spirit of Ruth. Let us be faithful. God, in this time of harvest, in the time of harvest, I feel it's not one man left behind. It's like in the military. They don't leave anybody behind when somebody's wounded or somebody's down. They, they go back and they get them, Brother Vasquez. It don't matter what they have to go through to get to them. Nobody is left behind. I feel like telling that church that right now. Don't leave anybody behind. Look, look, your brother, your brother means something to God. Your sister means something to God. And because they mean something to God, they ought to mean something to us. People that are struggling, people that are that are weary, people that are tired, people that are in famine. 
We're not leaving them behind. I've got an elder who texts me just about every day from back home. Texts me just about every day and encourages me. And at one point, he said, Brother, Brother Miller, he said, I don't ever want to get on your nerves. I said, Elder, please don't quit ever. Don't ever stop texting me. I said, you don't know what it does for me when I wake up and I read those text messages from you. It encourages me and it gives me a boost to keep on going. I'm so thankful for the body of Christ. All these folks that think they can do it by themselves, well, let them have at it. Let them try. But we need each other. Naomi didn't know it, but she needed Ruth. Naomi thought she had it all figured out, but she needed Ruth. Because it was Ruth that's who God was going to use to get Naomi's, get her pantry back full. She got there and she, I said it a minute ago, she went to gleaning in the fields of Boaz. That God had already orchestrated a plan for, her, for Ruth's life. That's what I'm telling folks. You might be in a famine. You might be in a dry place. But you might even be out of position tonight. But all things, that covers it all. That covers every decision. When God said all things work together for the good. For those who love God and who are the called according to His purpose. I believe that Elimelech made a bad decision, brought his family to Moab, got them out of position, but God worked something good out of it. Where you are is not where you're always going to be. Matter of fact, I feel God calling people from that place. I've got, I've got more word up there, but we're going we're gonna to get to it another time. God's just calling people from Moab tonight. He's saying, you've got to get back to Bethlehem, Judah. You've got to get back to a place where my presence is. I was just draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you. Go ahead, sister. 
Come on, we read that scripture. It goes on to say that they came to Bethlehem, Judah at the time of the barley harvest. And whenever I read that, it just shot off the page at me. Shot off the page. They came to Bethlehem, Judah at the time of the barley harvest harvest. The harvest is here. And for the harvest that's coming, the church is going to have to be strong. That's why God's giving us opportunity right now. God's giving us opportunity to, to get in position where He wants us. If you're a visitor here tonight and you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if you've never had it, I'm going to say it like that because if you don't have it, you need it. If you've never had the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you right now. I'm going to say this, you can't be saved without it. It's not optional tonight. You've got to have the Holy Ghost. You've got to be water baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. The Bible says you must be born again of water and spirit. To be born again is to be born from above. Today is the day. Now is the time.
Ila marakasata yande la bahaya. Iko yondo reto bof soto mokayande. Mele barakasata yande ala baroto yondo lo bokoyo. Ila barakasata yande la bahaya. If your leadership in this church, if you're if you're over any kind of a, a, a program, if you if you oversee anything, if you're a Sunday school teacher, I want you to come across the front right now. I'm just gonna pray over you. God's gonna strengthen you, refreshing you. Supernatural strength is coming. I'm telling you right now. If you're over, if you oversee any type of program, youth minister, if you're a part of the jail ministry, if you're a Sunday school teacher, if you head up any any type of program, I want you to come stand and I want you to lift your hands. Now, I want those of you who are not, I want you to come up forward. And I want you to lay hands on them, and I want you to pray for them as you would pray for yourself. And I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost that as we begin to pray that there is a supernatural refreshing that is falling upon you right now because you are going to need it for what's ahead, for what's taking place, and for what's coming. I speak it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, I prophesy strength according to your word right now. God, I, I release faith right now into each and every one of these individuals under the sound of my voice. God, I speak a fresh anointing. God, upon every Sunday school teacher, Lord, I release it in the name of Jesus. Where's my door greeters at? La satala bayela bahaya la bahaya. Ila mayana la basatala bahaya. Sister, you've been having a hard time, but the struggle is about to be over. You hear me right now? Yep, you've been having a hard time, but the struggle is over. You're coming out on the other side of it right now. In the name of Jesus. Brother Austin, leave your hands raised. Brother, come over here and lay your hands on him. Give me some young men. I want, I want some of these youth. I want y'all to come pray for this man right here. Come on, he's the man that God's put over you. Ila mayanda la baroto yo sondo yela bahaya. 
And see ya. Sister Ellie, lift your hands. Kalavaraka Satoya Lavayela Bahaya. Ila Mayanda Lavayola Vasanda Lavayela Bahaya Lavakola Baye. Ila Mayanda Lavasanda Lavayela Bahaya. And see it, Austin, it's coming right now, my brother. Brother Hughes, it's coming right now. Strength, you can feel it. A renewal's coming right now. Fresh desire in the name of the Lord. If you're a doorkeeper, right, and if you're a doorkeeper, I feel this in my, if you're a doorkeeper, I want you to move forward. If you, if you wait at the door and you open the door for people and you're the first ones that they see when they come in, I want you to move forward. I want you to lift your hands. God, when these visitors come in, God, I pray that your words would be in each and every one of these individuals' mouths. God, that they would greet them. God, and your love and your compassion would flow from them. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I want you all to know the importance of what you do. The importance of what you do Ayala basoto robokila barakayala bahaya. Yeah, satala barakata yande. That's it, Bobby. Kayala barakoyala bosanala bayela bahaya. Imayanda la barakayande la basanala bayela bahaya. That's it, Brother Jamie. Come on, I'm holding on to faith. I'm holding on to faith. When Oprah turned and went the other way, Ruth clayed to Naomi. She said, nope, I'm hanging on. Every bit of condemnation comes against my brother. I break it off in the name of Jesus Christ. I curse the voice in the name of the Lord. I bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 8 and 1, Marshall, read it every day. No condemnation. No condemnation. La barasata la la bahaya.
I'll just turn this over to Brother Vasquez. If you just lift your hands all across the house before I do. I don't want to outrun God. That's it. While you're praying, I just want you to hear. So Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, with, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. Came at the beginning of barley harvest. God already had it prepared. I feel that that is a word for this church tonight, a prophetic word. That the harvest is here. What you have prayed for, what you have fasted for, what you have prepared for, all the seed that you've sown, that you're in a season where you're going to see it come to fruition. I spoke here last year. I said it once last week, but I'm going to say it again. I think it was last week. That little by little that you would possess the land. There's a great harvest in this region. And the time of visitation is now. And the word came to Naomi. That God had visited his people in Bethlehem, Judah. The time of visitation is here. God spoke that to us tonight through tongues and interpretation. And Ruth singing the harvest. We're going to finish this message come Sunday. Ruth seen the harvest that awaited her because she held on to faith. She held on to faith. She refused to turn and go back. Because for what's coming, it'll take every individual under the sound of my voice to be walking in what God has called you to walk in. You're here tonight, you're very important to this assembly, to the kingdom of God. God has a specific purpose and a role that only you can fulfill. No one else can. You are vital to this assembly. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. Some of you, the adversary would get in your ear and tell you that nobody will even miss you if you don't come. I want to tell you that every time that voice comes to your ear, you recognize it as the enemy. You say, devil, you are a lie. I'm making my way to Bethlehem, Judah. 
The time is now. Time has come. The harvest is plentiful. And the work that Jesus Christ has begun over these past two weeks is only the beginning of what God desires to do. I just feel this. Lift your hand as the man of God comes right now. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your word and for your presence, for your anointing that's in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Part of being the church is carrying the responsibility for where we go. And I, I want to say just one or two things and we're going to close. The only way you can have more is you got to create space for it. You don't create space for more, you can't have more. When your closet's full, quit buying clothes or get a bigger closet. Right? If you want more from God, you've got to create space for it. And some of that is, some of you have to settle some issues that you haven't settled yet in holiness, in faithfulness, in giving. If you want more, you've got to make the space for it. And so some of the stuff that you know you ought to not be doing, you need to quit doing it. Because you may be holding all of us back from going forward. So let's create the space in our lives by settling some stuff. Amen? Because we are on the doorsteps. We're at the threshold of a great move of the Spirit. God, I pray your blessing over this congregation. Lord, I pray that you anoint them throughout the rest of this week. I pray, God, you open doors for them, that you send them blessings, that you anoint their conversations. Put them in the path of people that are hungry.